This is the Scale with Psychology podcast, where you're going to optimize your psychology to exponentially scale your business and become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm your host, Ani Manian, widely known as the Mind Whisperer and trusted advisor and psychedelic therapist to the world's top entrepreneurs and leaders. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a mental game. And the main constraint in any business is not the strategies and tactics, but the psychology of the founder. And with each episode, I'm going to help you take your life in business to levels you never thought possible. If you're ready to play the game of life and business in God mode, then this is the podcast for you. The central theme of everything I do is this idea that you are limitless. And you've probably heard me say this many times, you're limitless, you're limitless, you're limitless. And sometimes with words, we don't really fully communicate or receive the essence of the transmission. So today I'm going to take a slightly different angle, a slightly different perspective into this idea. And the entry point today is going to be all the places that actually create limitation, right? Because it's my belief that who you are, who I am, who all of us are, we're infinite, we're infinite potential, we're this incredible, vast, boundless, formless potential that appears in this body, in this mind. And by virtue of appearing in this body, in this mind, we experience reality, we experience life, we experience ourselves from a limited perspective, from a limited construct. So words are great, but what the fuck am I actually talking about, right? What is this? Where, where do all our limitations actually come from? So who you are is this vast formless potential, right? You are the same thing that exists all around you. You don't exist in the universe. You are the universe. And when this vast, infinite, formless potential takes life, right? Takes the form of this human being that is you when you're first born into the world, this vast potential experiences a contraction. And this contraction appears in the form of a human being. It also appears in the form of this plant. It appears in the form of this pillow. It appears in the form of that tree outside. So everything that you see around you as objects in your consciousness, these are just contractions of energy taking form. Now, what happens when we take form as human beings is that for that form to hold, everything must be oriented around an organizing principle. Now, for a human being, that organizing principle is known as the me or the I. If you think about it, everything that happens in your life 
every thought that you have, every sensation you experience, every perspective you hold, it all shares something in common from, you know, the moment that you remember the first conscious thought you had to right now. Even as you watch this live or listen to me in the recording, the one common aspect of everything in your experience is you. It appears like everything is happening to you, right? That is the perspective through which you experience the world. And that's what makes your experience personal. What that means is literally it appears like the things that are in your life, quote unquote, are happening to you, the character known as you. And so the organizing principle in your reality is your sense of self. Now, this sense of self appears as an ego, right? Now, the ego isn't actually a thing. The ego isn't actually the solid thing that you can touch. The ego isn't this, you know, dense object, that has an undeniable truth to it. The ego is the sense of self. Now, what happens is when we're kids, when we're first born as infants, even, we don't really have the sense of self. We are purely embodied. What that means is we take this form of this body and we don't know anything. (laughs) We're literally a blank slate. And because we don't know anything, We live in the joy and the mystery and the wonder of everything around us. So think about back when you were a kid, you probably don't remember this, but when you look at kids now, you can see this open, wondrous curiosity that they embody. They don't have a sense for what money is. They don't have a sense for what taxes are. They don't know what coronavirus is. They don't know uh, anything about the government. They don't know anything about... Um, what's happening in the world, their experience of life is completely untainted by knowledge, by information. So they almost, in the same world that we live in, they live with a sense of freedom. They live in a sense of limitlessness, right? Because they're not limited by what's happening in another country, what's happening, you know, to forests and oceans, what we're doing to the environment. And it doesn't affect them, right? They don't have anxiety. They don't have stressful thoughts. So they also don't have a sense for past or future. There isn't the sense of past that they're carrying with them, right? And there isn't this future that they're trying to control, that they're trying to, you know, really make sure happens in a certain way. So this absence of thinking, this absence of a past or future, this absence of perspective, right, points of view, all of these things, the absence of all these things, allow them to exist fully in the present moment, to exist fully in this sense of embodied freedom. There's really nothing that takes them away from their present moment experience. So if they're hungry, they cry out because they want food. And that's a very instinctive response, right? If they're happy, they smile and they giggle. And when you look into a baby's eyes, what you see is life itself. You don't see thought, right? You don't see ideas. You don't see information. You don't see knowledge. You don't see a point of view. Babies don't have points of view. So 
Babies are a great example, or even dogs, actually. Dogs are a great example of what freedom really means. There's no past that they're carrying with them. See, we as adult human beings, we're the carriers of our history, of our personal history. We have this massive backpack that we put in everything that ever happened to us. And we carry this around because we feel like this is really important to carry around. Because we think that that's what we are. Right, That thing that my math teacher said to me in third grade that I've carried around my whole life, that thing that my mom did to me when I was you know, 14 years old that caused me to rebel. And then I defined myself by not being the thing that I was expected to be. All these things that we carry around with this very uh, personal sense of righteousness in terms of our history, all of these things end up defining us. All the points of view, all the perspectives we hold about ourselves, other people, the world, how things should be, how things shouldn't be, all of these things define us. All these things limit us. They keep us localized because your real true nature is pure energy. It's this vast potential, right? And who you are when you're living inside the grips of an ego identity, this personal sense of self, is that you experience reality through a perspective, through a point of view. And you know this because you have an opinion on everything. You have a point of view um, on everything, right? On the government, on um, healthcare, on, you know, cars, on pollution, on, um, you know, keto or <laughs> fasting or junk food, whatever it may be right? You have an opinion and this opinion, this perspective, this attachment to a perspective on how things should be and how things shouldn't be, create a sense of contraction. Now, what happens is when we end up with a lot of perspectives, we end up with a lot of contractions. So this is literally a contraction of energy. And this contraction of energy, to hold this contraction it requires more energy, right? This makes sense because if you've held a certain view about, um, let's say, eating meat or being a vegetarian your whole life, right? You've had a point of view that you've carried with you. You've defended this your whole life, right? Because you're attached to this one point of view. That is a contraction of your awareness around that perspective, and this, and, you know, I'm using a very simple example here, but complex issues that plague the society, plague the world, like racism, like sexism, like uh, greed, corruption, um, war, right? Religious bigotry, hate, prejudice. All of these things are points of view. All of these things are a manifestation of this righteous, egoic sense of self. That things I, as an individual, have a point of view about this thing and this thing and this thing. And all of these things create a contraction in energy. And this contraction requires more energy to stay contracted. So your body literally has to carve out energy all day, every day, to hold on to this perspective, to, to hold this contraction. And this creates stress. So carrying your own personal history with you wherever you go, your whole life, 
right? Everything that happened to you because of this self-important sense of self creates more contraction. So think about all the places in your life where you're creating contractions. Think about all the energy that you expend carrying around your personal history and all the perspectives and opinions and viewpoints that you hold that create contraction, right? Think about all the things you ruminate and obsess about, all the things you get anxious about, all the uncertain features that you try to control, all the things about yourself that you try to change, all the things in your reality that you want to shift or make different. Because only when it's different, then you can be happy, right? All of these things require energy. So a whole like massive amount of your energy is being occupied holding this massive contraction, which is actually a, a set of contractions, you know, constituent contractions. All of this is stress. Stress, a lot of stress in your body causes a lot of distress, right? That puts you um, in a state of dis-ease that causes disease. It creates a whole host of chronic uh, illness. We know this really well. There's a ton of research that shows how stress creates a lot of chronic illness. And it's responsible for poor health. It's responsible for, you know, all sorts of mental suffering like stress, anxiety, overwhelm, fear, doubt, um, unease. And it robs you of life. It robs you of being here now, right? You're as far as you can possibly be from when you were a baby, because when you were a baby, there was no concern. There was no stress. There was nothing. You were just in pure existence. You were in bliss. Now you live in a state of suffering and stress and contraction, right? This is a root of all the limitation that you experience. Because when you live like this, then you have self-doubt, right? What is self-doubt? Doubts about yourself. Again, that personal sense of self being the cause of all the mischief and all the suffering, right? You have self-limiting beliefs, limiting beliefs about the self. You have fear. And typically, all the fear is about the annihilation of the self. You have anxiety. You have anxiety because you're anxious about what's going to happen to this self. Right? So you have overwhelm because this self is overwhelmed by all the things it needs to do to make sure it creates a certain kind of change so that it can finally be happy and peaceful. Most people... They live in a hamster wheel of this kind of suffering. Most people live in limitation, right? On, in one gigantic contraction of their energy. So what happens is, you know, some common physical symptoms are, you know, you're tired. You don't have energy flowing through you. Because when I say contraction, it's literally like taking a, a hose that's got water flowing through it right? That's how you were as a kid. And then as your ego develops more and more, um, you tie it into knots and you have so many knots that there's no flow of water. And that's the flow of life force. So you literally become lifeless because you're so contracted in your perspectives and points of view. You're so oriented around your sense of self. And this creates 
you know, physical symptoms. This creates lethargy. This creates just tiredness and um, the absence of that zest and vitality. Um, it makes you age. It keeps you from sleeping uh, properly and getting, you know, a deep sense of rest. Keeps you from digesting all your food because you're in a constant state of fight or flight, defending your perspectives and anxious for your survival. And it just creates a, a, a global state of dis-ease, dis-ease in your mind, in your body, in your spirit. So what do we do about this? Um, it's actually quite simple. All you need to do is free yourself from the the singular attachment that is at the core of all the attachments that create this entire condition, which is your sense of self. When you stop being organized around your sense of self, when you stop being orientated around your sense of self, when you stop navigating life from this perspective of everything that is happening is happening to me, right? When this me character that is in the middle of everything in your life sort of doesn't disappear because we still need it to survive, but it's a little relaxed. When this aspect of you isn't the lead protagonist in your life, when it, you know, it's just an extra almost. It's it's there. It's not dead. We don't want to kill that part of us. It keeps us um, alive in this meat suit. But it doesn't drive and dictate our experience, which means that it doesn't take our attention away from what's here now, right? We don't live in our heads. We're not here spinning in a stream, a storm really of thinking about ourselves. And, you know, I call this uh, living in a storm of self-referential thinking. When we live in a storm of self-referential thinking, we live in a state of suffering because, you know, this egoic sense is never satisfied. It's never enough. It's never cool enough. It's never rich enough. It's never accomplished enough. It's never good enough. It's never ready enough. And so loosening our grip on this central figure that is the architect of both our survival, so it must be respected, and our suffering allows us to slowly become liberated, to slowly find the sense of freedom. And that is the path to free, like true freedom. That's the path to being truly limitless. So I'm going to invite you to try this on right now. As you listen to the sound of my voice, just for a moment, just for a moment, allow all your memories, allow yourself to let go of all your memories. Allow yourself to let go of your personal sense of history. Imagine that your entire history that you've been carrying with you in your backpack, that's full, that's heavy, that's got a lot of, you know, real weight. Just feel this backpack on your back. Just feel this, the weight of this history that's been weighing you down this entire journey, right? Your journey in life. And just for a moment, maybe you can do this with your eyes closed so you can imagine more vividly. Just for a moment, allow yourself to wiggle out of those straps and set this backpack down. 
And as you set this backpack down, I want you to feel what it's like just for a moment. You can pick this backpack up after we're done here, I promise. And you can have your history back if you want. But just for a moment, allow yourself to experience yourself without this weight of your personal history. Without a past, without a future, there is no future that you're trying to control or create. There's no future that conditionally creates your happiness or your well-being. There's no past. You don't have a past right now. All the memories of your past have vanished as you put this backpack down. And in the absence of a past, in the absence of a future, you're just here right now. Just as pure being. And imagine your sense of self just relaxes. And just notice what that feels like. To just be free of your history. To just be free of your past. To be free of a desired future. Notice that it just allows you to be here now, to be here in the present. And when you're here in the present, maybe you can become conscious of your senses. Maybe there's sound happening, the sound of my voice. You're not necessarily hearing me, but there is just a knowingness of sound. You're not really seeing anything. There is just sight happening. Maybe there are sensations in your body that are just happening as well. None of these things are happening to you. They're just happening. And I want to invite you to just be the space in which your experience is taking place. Sight, sound, smell, touch, all of these things are just happening. And you're just the space in which all of these things are being perceived. And imagine that there's no problem to solve. So what's here now when there's no problem to solve? What's here now that there's no problem to solve? Just allow your problem solver to relax. I'm just giving it some time off. There's no problem to solve. There's nothing to do. There's nowhere to be. There's no reason to change. You can just allow yourself to be. What does this feel like to just be you, to just be your essence, to just be consciousness itself? And now that you're in the state of being, 
what is it like to know that you're aware in the absence of all the thoughts all the perspectives all the history all the baggage there is knowing here so just allow your awareness to become aware of itself allow consciousness to become aware of itself this is always what's here underneath your experience underneath the activity of your mind this has always been here and it will always be here this is the canvas on which your mind makes images and we get lost in the images it's like the black lettering in the white pages of a book our eyes focus on the black lettering but what we are is the white page the space in which those lettering letterings appear your nature is peace your nature is happiness this beautiful sense of bliss your nature is limitless you're just the infinite creative potential that appears in this fixed limited viewpoint so if you can allow yourself to live free of the arresting behavior of your sense of self then anything is possible so before i leave you i'm going to ask you one last question what's possible now if you operate in your life from this place of peace from this place of clarity what's possible what can you allow to come forth and just allow whatever comes through to come through and enjoy this beautiful peace i love you and remember that you are limitless thank you for listening to this episode if you found value please consider leaving a five star review to allow the show to reach more people or share this episode via your social media channels if you're an entrepreneur and want support in exponentially scaling your business email me at Ani at AniManian.com.